luck, 20% skill, 15% concentrated power of will, 5% pleasure, 50% pain, and 100% reason to remember the name. Winston 101. This interview is brought to you by the Canadian Brew House. I go to the Canadian Brew House all the time to watch my favorite sports because of the atmosphere. With the amount of TVs around, it's impossible to miss a second. The brew house is also the place that they go to on my cheat days. With the flavor of their poutine and burgers, it's always a reward. This interview is also brought to you by the Canadian Blood Services, One Match, Stem Cell, and Marrow Network. The network responsible for finding and matching volunteer donors to patients that require stem cell transplant. Fewer than 25% of patients find a compatible donor in their own family. So that's why it's important to build a vast database of potential donors. Go to the Canadian Blood Services website, blood.ca, and find out what it takes to join one match. My goal is to figure out the tips and tricks of professional football players and also give you a glimpse into their personal and professional lives. In this episode, I talk with former CFL player and current NFL player, Brett Jones. Brett was drafted 16th overall by the Calgary Stampeders after many teams thought he would take up medicine instead of having a career in the CFL. Calgary won the lottery in such a successful player like Brett. Through his two years with the Stampeders, he has won the Most Outstanding Rookie Award, CFL West All-Star, CFL All-Star, Most Outstanding Offensive Lineman Award, and to top it all off, winning the Grey Cup in his final year. He then signed with the New York Giants of the NFL. For the past two years, Brett has been an understudy, learning from the best of the best. Now going into his third season, after 13 solid games under his belt, he is looking for greatness. Looking for a chance to start. Brett and I got into conversations that you have not heard before. We talked about renovations, his engineering degree, and living the NFL dream. When I play professionally, I want an offensive lineman like Brett Jones. But without further ado, I hope you enjoy. Hey Brett, I'm glad we got a chance to sit down and chat. My mom works at the University of Regina in engineering, and she met you there. Did you finish your schooling this year? No, I'm still working on my degree. I sat down with uh, Dr. DeMontney at the university, and we have a plan in place to get my degree done. I have about eight classes left, so I think I'm on pace to graduate by next fall. Are you excited for that? Yeah, I mean, it's been a long time coming, so definitely really looking forward to finally having my degree. And, you know, football is just a means to an end. I'm really excited to have that, get that part of my life behind me. As a professional football player, why did you go back to school? I think I understand that in life there's a lot more to it than just football and that there's going to be a lot of years when, when football is over. I just want to make sure that I have a plan in place so I can keep moving forward with my life so I can do the things that I want to do. I mean, I have a lot of things that... Uh, I look forward to doing when, when I'm done football, and I think that school is always a big part of my life. I really enjoy school, and having that degree just means a lot to me, and hopefully it'll be a career I, I really enjoy. So what do you want to do after school then, or after football? There's a lot of things I think that I've t- thought about doing, whether that's with my degree in engineering or, I don't know, maybe pursuing something else. And I had originally wanted to do medicine, so I wanted to be a doctor, so we'll see where that goes. Maybe I'll revisit that. I just want to make sure that I have my degree so when football does end that I can start working towards that and not have to go back to school. So I just want to keep crossing the T's and dotting the I's and uh, just keep working towards it so I can be successful in life. I heard that you also do renovations on your house. Who taught you to work so hard? Oh, that stuff. So uh, 
that goes back to when I was in high school. So my dad had always said if I didn't play sports, I had to work. But in the summer, I couldn't just stay home and do nothing. So I used to have to work on, he had houses that I could renovate. So I'd work on those. And uh, I learned how to do lots of the exterior, which was vinyl siding. That's what I can do pretty well in, in insulating. So I do that. And I've done that to a couple homes I have. And I recently just bought one in, in Regina, where I live now. I'm doing those renovations. So it's been a lot to learn. I think sometimes when you do these renovations, you bite off more than you can chew. But uh, definitely, it's been a lot of fun. And getting closer to the end and seeing that final product makes it all worthwhile. What's your favorite part about it? I think just the overall change in the house. Like the family before that had owned this house had lived in it from all their life and they really loved the house. And I think that sometimes when you give it a facelift and give it a new life, it, it means a lot to you as a homeowner. And I take pride in owning stuff. And I think that just seeing the finished product is, is pretty cool. And the work that you put in to get there, that's pretty rewarding. How does your routine change between the regular season and the off season? Definitely, there's a lot of changes from the regular season. Everything's pretty structured. I mean, you have all the meetings and workouts and practices all set up for you, so you don't have to think about that. So that's one of the big differences I find is that in the off season, you want to try to build a routine so you have a lot of structure in your day so you don't sort of drift off and do things you shouldn't be doing. But I don't know I, I enjoy working out, so that's not a big deal. So I'll go to the gym in the off season for half the day or a few hours and then just do whatever I want to do in the afternoon. So whether that's Sometimes I'm in classes or sometimes I'm, I'm always trying to do it, bettering myself. I'm not just going to sit at home and play video games or, or do nothing. So I just, I'm always trying to just keep building, just keep trying to find new ways I can have success in my life. Does your diet change? It's, it's definitely a lot easier when you're at the facility. They, they provide food in the NFL, so that's, that makes it a lot easier. So they take care of breakfast and lunch. And, but I mean, not really. I, I try to eat pretty good. Sometimes you get home. I mean, things change, but uh, definitely you try to keep it similar. So you're not working to try to get back to where you were in the off season. So you're always trying to build to get better each and every off season. So what food do the, does the NFL provide? I've never really heard about that. Oh, so they have they have breakfast and they have lunch. So and they also serve dinner in training camp or whatever. But it's definitely all great food. The Giants especially do a really good job. They serve so usually every meal they'll have for lunch. They'll have some sort of chicken, fish, and uh, some sort of heavier meat, so either steak or something like that. And then they have all the vegetables and they'll have some carbs, whether that's rice or potatoes or whatever, just just normal food. But it's cooked really with health conscious in, in mind. So they don't use a lot of oils and stuff when they're cooking. They bake a lot of things and just trying to look out for us because it's more and more every year you just find the diet especially can prolong a career and make you a lot better player by reducing inflammation and doing things like that. Do different positions get different food, or is it all just the same? Yeah, it's all just the same, but I mean, you should you should know what you have to eat. I mean, they have consultants there, nutrition nutritionists there that can help point you in the right direction so you can eat the right thing, and so you can keep on, on track with the goals that you have, whether that's weight loss, weight gain, or just stay the same. They they try to do that for you, and yeah, it's, it's, it's really great. It makes it a lot easier for the player. What's your morning routine? It depends. I mean... Right now, I just I go to the facility, get changed, put on my team issued gear. So it depends if it, during training camp I'll I'll go in and might hot tub in the morning and try to loosen up, just depending how I'm feeling. Uh, just try to get in. Sometimes I go stretch, ride the bike or whatever. I mean, uh, try to eat before, and then then you get on your way. Either you're in meetings or uh, you're working out or you're doing something else. So it just depends on on the day, I guess. 
How early do you get up? Just depends. I mean, our schedule is always changing, but just depends. I usually get up a hour, hour and a half before, so I can get there by an hour. So I have lots of time to get ready for the day. Do you meditate? One of the cool things that the the Giants have is we we especially when I did the rookie program as a first year player in the NFL, they have a lot of focus on it was on mindfulness. So. Uh, I don't know if I necessarily meditate, but I think I'm just conscious of my breath, and it definitely helps center you. And uh, especially if you're feeling sort of stressed or if something's not going your way, you just sort of take a breath and really focus back in, so you can take the take the pressure off blaming yourself and try to put the energy towards something good and keep working towards that goal that you have for the day or doing whatever you should be doing. Have you ever tried? Yeah, I definitely. I think that we've in that in the sense of mindfulness or whatever just you're sort of just trying to be in the moment and i think it's a form of meditation and i think it helps a lot i think a a lot of the time i'll do sort of visualization at home where you just sort of think about a play or think about something you want to get better at yeah you definitely can i mean if you just think through the steps or think through something you're not very good at when you go out there i mean those those mental reps help i definitely i think that it is something that could help so uh, i try to do it every day i tried meditating and i found it it's really hard to stop thinking. That's that's one thing. And I think that once you sort of learn to let go and just focus on your breath and uh, do those things, I think you're able to sort of feel the, I mean, especially if you do it after like a training camp day or after a hard practice, you sort of feel the aches and pains. You can try to release those pressure spots or whatever that maybe you're withholding stress in or something. So I don't know it just takes practice, I think, with anything. So uh, I'd just say just keep working on it. Yeah, it, it's it's definitely really helpful. Do you set goals? Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think in the past, maybe I had a lot more concrete goals. I would physically write them down and do things like that. But I think sometimes now that everything's just constantly changing in a day, so you're always working on something new each and every day. And I try to pick something I'm going to work on. I'll work on it, and then I'll evaluate that when I rewatch the film or do something like that and see what I, where I can go from there, whether that's the same goal or, or something else. But I think that every day I have a purpose when I go out there and you got to have something you're trying to work on. So you, it's, you're not just wasting time out there. I, I don't know if I'd say I'd set specific goals, but I would definitely have goals each and every day that I work towards that I know I need to get better at so I can be the best player I can be. How old were you when you set the goal to become a professional football player? I don't know if, if that ever was a goal, I guess not until maybe my third year of university. I would say that that might've been my first time I ever thought it was a reality. I mean, I'm a pretty practical guy, I guess, where I don't like to get my hopes up too much. So I think maybe it was my third year, I really started to realize, like, because I went to the East-West game for CIS. I was at that, and I did pretty well, and I was able to show that I could play with those guys and compete. And I was like, hey, maybe there's a chance I could play in the CFL. And yeah, I mean, that was that was sort of it, I guess. But once I started to play in the CFL, and I realized that I wasn't going to go to medical school for a little bit, that hey, maybe I should set my sights for the NFL. And that's what I did. So I signed the contract I did and the CFL was for two years. So I could get the best opportunity to try to play in the NFL. And I guess I did I did set a goal there. And my goal was just to get an opportunity. That's all I ever wanted. Being an undersized guy, I just wanted to get my chance and prove that, that I could play. Going from playing university football to CFL football, and now you're playing in the NFL, was it hard to make those transitions? What was the hardest part? I think it's like anything in life. When, when something's new or unusual, there's a lot more stress. But once you jump in, it's like going from the small diving board to the big diving board. I mean, it's still a diving board. You just got to jump off. It's just I kept progressing. As a kid, I always was afraid to do a lot of things. So 
my mom and dad used to have to always just force me to go to some things because I just would rather stay home and I, don't know, I just sort of was stressed out about it. But I always would end up going and I usually would really enjoy it. Yeah, so I was with that from high school to university and then from university to CFL and then from CFL to NFL. But probably the biggest jump would have been CFL to NFL. Just the different style of play and just the different type of athletes that exist in the NFL. They're they're second to none. They're the best of the best. So it's it's pretty cool every day. You're definitely challenged and it's definitely a humbling game here in the NFL. Can you take me back to the first game that you played with the New York Giants? What was it like to step out onto the field? The first game I ever played would have been in the preseason. We played the Cincinnati Bengals, which growing up, that was my favorite team. I actually really liked the Bengals. It was really cool. We had got to practice against them all that week. I just remember coming out of the tunnel and looking up and uh, seeing the stadium. And you know, it, was, it was pretty cool just to get out there and do those things. And I didn't get very many plays. I was with the third group. But I was able to go out there and knock some guys around, and I was able to earn more plays from that game. And it was just like anything. I mean, you just had to get your, your feet wet and just get going. But it was one of the it was a pretty cool day in my life, I think, was to finally get out there and play. That must have been a great experience. It really was, yeah. It was, it was pretty cool. Can you tell me about a time when something didn't work out for you and you were disappointed about the time, but now you're grateful it turned out that way? Yeah, definitely. I think probably one of the biggest disappointments was yeah after my fourth year of school and I had applied for the draft and I also was trying to get into medical school. So I did the interviews and all those things to prepare for that. And I ended up not getting into medical school. And that was pretty disappointing because it was something that I really thought that that was what I wanted to do. Uh, it was something I really put my mind to it. And I'd gotten the grades that were that were good enough. I mean, Maybe they could have been higher, but as a student, uh, I was getting better, and that was reflected in my grades. And at the time, I was also living with my grandmother, and she was sort of going through some things health-wise, and I just thought that this would be a cool way, because then I could help people like her, because that, that really meant a lot to me. But I didn't end up getting in, and I mean, that's sort of where I learned that you have to be ready for, for anything that happens in, in life, sort of that. You don't want to be just complacent and happy where you are. You want to always be striving to keep bettering yourself, and you never know what could happen. So the the thing I was also working on at the same time was football, and uh, it happened that I was able to get drafted by the Calgary Stampeders in the second round, and I was able to go there and play with a great coach and John Huffnagel and all the other assistant coaches I had there, and I was able to develop my talents as a football player and move on to the NFL. So I definitely learned that, you know, sometimes life isn't going to go exactly the way you want it, but it doesn't matter. You just got to make the most of it, and you never know where it's going to end up. So, and, and also, I think sometimes things happen for a reason, that maybe I wasn't ready as a person to become a doctor or do some of the things I thought I wanted to do. And I definitely have learned a lot from it, just being out there and learning about the world and seeing different things and living in a different country. And it's definitely been, been a great experience just learning from that. If I had to pick another one, it would be the injury I sustained in my first year with the Giants. So I tore my MCL. And so I missed the whole year. But I just think it really gave me a, a new sense of how much I appreciated the game because I sort of taken it for granted, it maybe, that I could just play forever. But definitely, I really appreciate the game and any opportunity I could get. The work ethic that goes in from recovering from an injury just gave me a new perspective on the hard work that a lot of other people do. And it, uh, it was a good experience to have that happen. And fortunate enough to come back healthy 
and keep pursuing my my dream of playing football. And, but again, at the same time, you never knew if I didn't know if football was going to work out. So during those months, I was also in school, just keep working towards my degree because at that point, the not playing in the NFL was definitely a reality. So yeah, I think those are some of the things I've learned. So what made you want to switch from being a doctor to now being an engineer? I just think that when I was in biology and chemistry, those really, I don't know, they didn't seem to interest me as much as an end career that I didn't know where what I would do with a biology degree or a chemistry degree. So I figured I might as well do something a little more practical. And I went into engineering and I really enjoyed it. I mean, I was recently able to do a internship in Houston with Diamond Offshore Drilling, facilitated by one of the Giants owners and Mr. Tish. It was definitely a really great experience. I got to apply my degree for the first time in the field and I really enjoyed it. I mean, I really enjoy the connections you make with people and getting to see a different, but definitely it was for me, it got to see offshore drilling, which is not something we focus on in Saskatchewan. So it was a really cool experience, met a lot of great people, and I'm looking forward to going back there soon. So I just think that was sort of why I switched. Do you recommend young athletes to participate in a variety of sports or should they specialize in one sport? Oh, I definitely think that playing more than one sport is probably beneficial just in the sense that you're going to develop more skills. That uh, Just playing one sport, sort of those redundancies or the constant wear and tear of doing one thing over and over again is going to show up later in life. I mean, you're only going to be able to do, whether it's throwing a baseball or blocking somebody, I mean, your body's only going to be able to block somebody so many times before something's going to get loose or something's not going to work as well. So I played baseball in the summer, football in the fall and hockey in the winter. So definitely all those skills sort of translated, whether that's lower body, lower body strength and hockey with skating, it was upper body strength and throwing the ball and baseball being a pitcher and football was a combination to both of those. So definitely gave me a lot more skills and also, when you're done playing sports at, at the end of your life or at the end of your playing days as a kid, when you're older, you can look forward to playing rec leagues uh, with your buddies or doing things like that. So uh, it just gives you an opportunity to stay healthy for the rest of your life, playing, playing different sports and different seasons. As a kid playing football on the playground, who would you pretend to be? It wasn't until I was maybe a little bit older that I actually started taking football more seriously. I started to sort of idolize more players, I guess, as I aged. But I don't know. I mean, as a kid, you always wanted to be a running back or do something like that. When I was getting big into it, I was a really big Bengals fan. So I liked uh, Chad Johnson. So I would try to... And we it, in a school, you can't play tackle or whatever. So there's no reason to be a lineman. So I was always trying to be a receiver or be a quarterback. So I was a big Carson Palmer fan and a big Chad Johnson fan. My favorite players in the CFL right now are probably Bolivar Mitchell, Jonathan Jennings, Adarius Bowman, Jerome Messam, and Wesson Dressler. Oh, nice. That's a, that's a good mix of Canadians and international players, too. So you definitely got a good one in Bo Levi Mitchell, not being biased or whatever. But uh, Bo's a really good guy, somebody that's a good role model for, for guys like you, especially if you're going to be a quarterback. So. so why did you like the players that you like? What made them so special? I don't know. I just think that it was cool. I actually got to go watch a game. So I went to Minnesota, and the Vikings were playing the Bengals. So I got to go see them. And I used to play Madden a lot, so it was fun to play with those guys on Madden and win or whatever. I did a lot of stuff like that, and I don't know why I thought it was cool, but I just knew that they were good players, and it was fun to fun to recreate some of the stuff that they did on, on the football field. And Yeah, it was fun to talk about, too. It was something we all used to talk about at school was who was going to win the next game, or we would talk about each and every week, and then on Sunday we could watch the games, and it was a lot of fun. I mean, we did a lot with the CFL, too, growing up in Saskatchewan. Everybody was a Ryder fan, so... We'd always watch the Grey Cup and 
watch most games. And I used to go to the games with my, my grandma and see those ones. But I just think that maybe growing up, I, I didn't follow the CFL as much. I knew a lot about it when I got a little bit older and sort of realized that that's where I would end up playing or I could have a chance to play. And I think it, was, it wasn't until another guy from Weyburn was Brendan Labatt. He uh, was older than me, but he started playing the CFL. And that's sort of when I started to pay more attention. I followed the draft. That's sort of one thing about me is once I start following something, I, I follow it all the way. So I would follow the draft and see where guys got picked. And I would remember where guys got picked or what school they went to, just things like that. So yeah, I guess, yeah, I just enjoy all aspects of the game. So why did you choose to play offensive line? I don't know if I chose to play. It was more, I was just, I was always growing up, I was always really close to the weight limit. So of 135. So I always would, for the first year I made it, but the next two years I had to lose weight just so I could play offensive line. I just think being a bigger kid, that's just where sort of I fit in. It's where, it's where I played. Have you ever wanted to play another position? Yeah, but my hands are pretty good, but I don't know if they're up to receiver quality or something like that. Or I just think that physically that's sort of what I was meant to play. I'm just sort of a stocky, short build and i also like every play you get to you get to hit somebody or do something like that so it's it's fun that way and it's always a battle each and every play if you could put a message on a fortune cookie what would it say i think for me the coolest part about a fortune cookie is that it just happens by fate so i just like that whatever shows up on it is sort of what i like but if i had to write something down on it whatever door opens just step in confidently and just see what happens. I think that you never know what's going to happen each and every day. But if you go into something with a positive attitude, you're willing to learn and do those things that anything can happen. So I just think that whatever door opens, step in confidently. It's just, I, I just think that every day there's just so much opportunity to do so many things. and There's no reason to not enjoy each and every day and have fun, have fun in life. And yeah, that's sort of what I think. Wow. What book have you recommended or gifted most often? Depends on the topic or whatever. I really was big into physics as a kid. So one of the people were asking me if what I used to do with engineering or whatever. But the book I really liked to read was A Briefer History of Time by Stephen Hawking. I read it in high school. And to, to this day, I still remember that stuff. And it just makes you think what else is out there in the world and how the amazing genius that exists in people is pretty amazing. And But yeah, that was that was definitely a good one. What did other people think about that book? They really enjoyed it, too. They thought that the way it was written was in a, such a way that anybody could read it. And I think that that's a true testament to somebody's understanding is when they can explain it at a level that it makes sense to any reader. So it's not too complex and it's not too simple, but it's just at that level where it's like, wow, this really makes sense. And it's thought provoking and it makes you want to read more. So you just it's that book. It's, you can fly through reading it. Definitely. Is, it's a good read. I think some of the other books I sort of like reading are I've read books in customer service and how... Walt Disney World, or just the Walt Disney Company, sort of looks at service and how they treat people and try to create the experience. So I sort of looked at that as a way to work with people and do different things that way. Because I mean, in, in life, it's all about relationships and building those things and seeing how successful organizations run. And I just thought that was a really cool read for me. In, in some of those books I've read too, that they just provided insight on how like a team runs. I like to try to watch like how the Giants do things and pick out why they're successful. And I really enjoy that. Are you an introvert or an extrovert? I'd say I'd probably extroverted. I, I like to be around people and I uh, like interacting. But at the same time, I like my space too. I mean, I think you need to sort of sit back and reflect. I do a lot of reflecting in a day. That's one thing I don't like to do is go to sleep and have something still on my mind, whether that's something from the day, like a mistake at practice or something that happened in a relationship, whether that's with your girlfriend or 
with your mom or dad or just your friends. Just like to go to sleep, having a clear mind and having reflected on it earlier in the day, I can get past it, set a, a goal or a plan of steps to fix it. And that's one big thing. I don't like making the same mistake twice. So I like to figure out the problem, identify what made me cause that problem and make sure it doesn't happen again. Football fans are very passionate. Does it surprise you with how much they know about you? Yeah, I definitely think I get surprised when they know stuff about me. I'm just another guy on the Giants. But for a lot of the guys, it doesn't surprise me. Today, in the world we live in, it's information so easily accessible. I just wonder sometimes if it's almost the point where it's so accessible now that the stuff that gets put out there is... You always question if it's real or not, but you always got to be careful what you read. But I think that if you listen to that person speak or do those things, you sort of know what they're about. I guess, yeah, I am surprised when people know stuff about me, but some of the other guys, that doesn't surprise me. How did you get used to the increased attention? I don't know. I don't I don't know if I really notice it or make a point of emphasis about it. I don't get noticed that often, but I I'd still think it's really cool. It's a humbling experience when somebody knows your name or knows some of the stuff that you've done and... I think later in life, it'll be pretty cool, too, that you sort of have some accomplishments. Uh, I also live by the motto, it's not about what you did yesterday, it's, it's about what you did today. So it's not, about, it's not about the past, it's about the present. So I'm always trying to strive to, to be great and do the best that I can. Hey, there's another thing to put on your fortune cookie. Oh, yeah, exactly. That's a good one. Can you tell me about the craziest or cutest fan moment? Craziest? Or cutest fan moment. Oh, the craziest fan moment would have been when we won the breakup. So after that game, when all the fans could come down, and it was cool because Quick Six, the horse, that's the Calgary Stampeders mascot, was out there. So the fans are out there, and some of the players were riding the horse, got up on for pictures. And it's pretty cool that the horse was out there, and we we're all out there. And that was definitely a lot of fun. Yeah, I bet. In your opinion, what are the critical skills that an offensive lineman must have to be successful? It all starts sort of with an attitude. I think that uh, you have that attitude that you're never going to get beat, that you're you're going to strive each and every day to get better. Each player that you play is going to be really good. I think you got to be a student of the game. you got to have an understanding of both the run and pass. and you got to know what the guy's doing next to you and the guy next to him. And uh, I think that the offensive line is a really cerebral position. you got to be able to think on your feet, see what you're seeing, and then have a game plan for the way it's executed. you got to be physical. you got to be tough. And you got to be aggressive. You want to go out there and go head on with these guys and try to beat them up. It's a tough position. We talked earlier and you said that you aren't the fastest. This surprised me. So what skills enabled you to play in the NFL level? I don't know, maybe sometimes I'm too hard on myself, but I feel like sometimes in the in the NFL, there's such great athletes, and I think one way that I'm able to compete is that I know what I'm going to do on the play because I've thought about it before. I understand the offense in and out, and I'm able just to go out there and play and not think. So I think a lot of the times, the thinking slows up some of those guys, and if you can go out there and just play and perform at the highest level that you can, I play with a lot of determination. And yeah, I think that's just sort of how I play. I just, I want to be the best that I can be and I want to prove it each and every play. How important is film before the game? Oh, it's really important. I mean, you can pick up a lot of stuff on who you're playing, on their schemes or tendencies individually and as a team, whether it's their blitzes on third down or what they like to do. And if you know that in the back of your head and you can have that sort of in your hip pocket ready to go, that that's crucial. Especially if you can pick up a little something that he does or you have that edge on him. And, and at this level, that's that's all you need. If you sort of know what he's going to do, it makes it that much easier and you can go out there and dominate him. So how much film do you usually watch before a game? 
It just depends on the week. I mean, some teams you play more often, so a division opponent you'll play twice. Each week I try to watch three or four games, their most recent games, or if there's a team that we had faced before, how they played them, and or if there's a guy that you like to watch play, that you'll watch them and see how he reacted to the way in which they're playing. But yeah, then you try to watch all the practice film from the week to see what you did wrong or something that you could fix, or if there's something new that you're doing that you want to stop or keep working on it. So I I don't go on a time-based thing. I just, I want to watch what I know I need to watch each and every week, whether it's cut-ups of the pass rushers and their moves. I I just have a feel for it just after playing. This is my fifth year now, so I sort of understand what I need to do in order to prepare. If you were teaching your younger self to play your position, what would be the most important things? Is there a way to apply the 80-20 rule where you put 20% of the work and get 80% of the results? I guess if I were to start with my younger self, we would just sort of get the basics down that along the way there's been changes in the way in which you play offensive line over the years. And I think if I would have started with the technique I use now, that would be definitely really helpful. The 80-20 rule, I don't know if it really applies to offensive line play. If you don't do the reps and you don't practice and do all those things, it's really tough to go out and play on Sunday. It's not like a receiver that, you know, you can run the route on air. It doesn't matter if he's in front of you or not. That With offensive line, it's all about just reacting and what that guy's going to do. So you really have to get the reps. And also some of the drills that we do now, like with one-on-ones and things like that, that are really important. And it would have been good to do those as a, as a kid, too. What books, websites, or camps would you access? I really like to follow with Charles Bentley. He does a lot of cool stuff on his and some of the guys on my team do it. So I'm able to talk with them and see what they're doing in Arizona. Another cool one I used to look up as a kid was called the Cool Clinic. It's the coaches of offensive linemen. So I'd try to get all the material from there because my coach at my school would go to it and I could see what they did and try to pick up some of the new techniques that they're using. I think some of the cool stuff is if you're a young player and you're you're in high school or looking you want to pursue football at a higher level would make sense to go to like a coaching clinic that's what i did as a kid i went to a coaching clinic so i could try to learn the techniques that they're teaching so i myself would know and then i could apply them to my game and uh, also it's a great way if if you want to be a good player that you give back and try to teach those young kids the skills because it's going to help you too if you know those skills inside and out and can tell somebody else how to do it you'll probably know how to do it yourself too so that was some of the stuff I used to do. I used to go back and try to help coach in Weyburn when I was playing with the Rams or whether it's coaching flag football. It's a, it's a lot of fun and it gives you a greater knowledge base and you sort of understand what the coach is trying to get across to you because they're teachers too. And if you sort of know what the teacher's trying to teach that you'll be, you'll be that much further ahead. How has playing in the NFL made you a better player? I just think I cope with with stress a lot better i mean each and every day you're going against the best and i mean losing is inevitable you never want to lose or do stuff wrong but it definitely is a way to this league as a way of showing your deficiencies and identifying them for you so you know exactly what you need to work on to get better and you just got to go out each and every day and just get a little bit better each and every day and everything else will take care of itself it's been an amazing experience to get to play here and just learn from these great coaches and play beside great players. It's been a good just confidence builder that you know you can play and do those things and that you belong. And I think a lot of people in life look to belong and to know that a lot of hard work was put into this and you were able to reach a goal. And yeah, it's, it's really rewarding, I think, too, as a, as a person. So it's been one of my greatest achievements in my life, but hopefully there'll be a lot more than just playing football. A lot more to give as a person and I look forward to doing that. 
How important is it to have a good relationship with your fellow offensive linemen? Do you do any formal team building? I think definitely, yeah. If you want to be close to the guys beside you, because as an offensive lineman, you're doing everything in sync. You want to be synchronous with the guy beside you. And it's definitely important to be on the same page. So each week we try to go out for dinner and do stuff as a group and meet up and do events together. And yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun getting to know those guys. And definitely as a group offensive line, I think it's probably the tightest knit on a team and playing together is really important. I have two rituals that I do before a game. I hold mementos in my hand one at a time and visualize the passes that I'm going to make in the game. And on the way to the game, I crank up Bon Jovi's Blood on Blood because it reminds me about how I feel with my teammate. As a quarterback, I found my success depends on my offense alignment. As a defender of your quarterback, how do you motivate yourself? I think that as an old lineman, you know that you got some of these livelihood behind you now in the NFL that you don't want to let anybody get past and uh, the quarterback is the heart and soul of the team and you want to make sure that you can protect them on each and every play that starts with your preparation and knowing your plays and how to execute them and watching that film to understand the guy across from you what they're going to do and it's an important responsibility so it means a lot to I think each and every one of us who play so the quarterback always knows we have his back. Do you have any rituals that you do before a game? No I'm not too big in that each and every week I prepare the same and I try to go out there and best I can. I, I don't think that any one thing really affects it too much. And I think that sort of helps me keep my sanity or whatever. Is if I don't have a ritual to do, just try to do the same thing. Just whether that's I go in, I listen to the music that's playing in the locker room. I put on my stuff and I'm, I'm ready to go. I just want to make sure I go out there and execute and do the best I can when I'm, I'm called upon to play. What music pumps you up? I listen to rap, I listen to anything, it doesn't matter. Sometimes some of the new music, if it relates to sort of what I'm going through or what I've seen in my life, that's sort of cool, but I don't know, I listen to anything. I don't have one song or whatever that I listen to each game, but maybe I should, that might help. Over the years, I've had some good and some not-so-good coaches. Who's been the best coach that you've had? I don't know if I could put one coach as better than the other. I think that sort of now where I've got to in my life that I really appreciate all the time and sacrifice that each and every one gave. That's one thing I think as a player I can really appreciate now as I get older. The time commitment that a lot of those guys put in to give you their time to help you become a better player and see you progress and get to play a sport that they obviously love because they're coaching it and a game that I love. I don't know if I could put one over the other at all anymore. Each one taught me something different at that time. It was important. Just really appreciative of those guys. I look forward to when I can start my services, giving back to the game that allowed me to sort of gain confidence in who I am and sort of build an identity of who I am. And and that's one thing I, I make sure is that my identity of person who I am isn't that of just a football player, but as a whole person and Definitely, I, I was able to do that through the mentors I had as uh, who were my coaches, and everybody was able to give something a little bit different, and each experience was unique, and just really happy I got to have them all as coaches. Like you said, your coaches give to you. What's the most important thing that you need to give back to other kids? For me, I think it's just going to be all about, it's, a, it's all going to be in the time given. I'm really looking forward to when it's my time to sort of give back and can sort of instill the knowledge that I gained as a football player. And I really just want to make sure that it's a lot of fun because football at the end of the day is a game. And for most kids that play, 
you're not going to move on or do anything like that. But as long as you play the game because you love the game and you're having fun each and every day and you have a coach you're excited to see because you know that he's got your back and whether you realize it at the time, but he'll instill something in you that's important that you can rely on in your life. And I'm just really excited to get to do that. I think that it's not about winning and losing. But if you coach the right way as a coach and instill the right things, that you probably will win more games than you lose. And uh, I really look forward to teaching a lot of the fundamentals that I know now as a professional player from the highest level and giving the kids the opportunity to learn the things that I know. And I'm pretty excited to do that. What made you want to play football? I started to play because I was a bigger kid and I just wasn't doing anything in those months between August and October with no hockey. So my mom and dad figured, well, he's got to do something. So there I was. I started to play football. So that's how I started. But what I really love about the game is just the, the camaraderie that you have as teammates, that feeling of success when you win as a team and just the relationships that you build as a football player. It's, it's pretty cool when you look back at the end of the day and you sort of see where you've come from and who you've met and all the friends you've made. Now we'll get into some rapid-fire questions. Sounds good. Being the backup in New York, what do you do to stay motivated? How do you show the coaches that you deserve a chance to play? It doesn't matter if I was a starter or if I was a backup. I'm going to prepare the same way each and every week, and I'm going to give you everything I have, every snap of every practice, and I'm going to make sure that I'm ready to play because at the end of the day, my teammates rely on me, my coaches rely on me, and I want the best for me, so I know that I got to be ready to play because it's good for everybody. And I just don't want to let my teammates down. And it means a lot to go in there and perform well and show that I, I do belong here. When you hear the word success, who do you think about? It just depends on sort of the scenario I'm in. If I'm looking at it as my sport, I look at the other players that have played before me that are playing now that are really successful or good players. Maybe in my life, I look at people who are successful whether that's my dad or my mom and raising me and my brothers and sisters and how good of a job they did to instill sort of the things that mean a lot to them. And I don't know, just, just things like that. I think that's sort of what I think about when I think of success. Do you think you're a success? Yeah, I definitely think so. I think for me to be able to come from a little town in Saskatchewan and Weyburn and get to go out and play in Calgary first and play here. And I just think that it doesn't matter what you do, whether big or small. If you're making a difference, and I think that most people do, that uh, everybody's successful. I think that sometimes we're too stringent on what is a success. I think that you got to enjoy each and every success, no matter how small or big they are. Everybody can be successful, and you can't compare yourself to somebody else. Each person is unique, and that's the best part about life, that nothing's the same, and enjoy everybody's differences. Over the years, what defensive player did you find the most challenging to block? just depends on each and every level so when you started in university there was a guy who used to play d tackle on the rams his name was bjorn pearson and he was really good and then you move up to the next level and whether that's almondo sewell or charleston hughes or somebody like that and if you move up to the nfl it's guys like damon harrison or Gino Atkins and just depends each and every level everybody gets a little bit better so that's the cool part depending where you are at in life there's always going to be a guy that's really good but if you work hard enough and do the things right you can compete with him and, and beat him so that's a cool thing when you look back at it. Are there any exercises tools or pieces of equipment that help you and your team prevent injuries or recover from injuries? 
we have all cutting edge of lots of stuff they use, whether that's game ready, which is a ice machine that uses pressure at the same time to try to reduce swelling and injuries, such as recovering from surgeries or doing things like that. There's things like Normatex, which put pressure on your leg in certain areas to try to help promote blood flow from the bottom up to reduce swelling, uh, whether that's cold tubbing, hot tubbing, there's underwater treadmills. You got different things that are now sort of like drills, but they have tips on the end called DMSs that move the like a hammer drill. So they hammer the muscles or whatever, try to break up the fascia to allow range of motion. They'll bring in massage therapists, chiropractors. You'll be able to go see a MRI, X-ray, CT scan, whatever you need done, they're going to do it. So they got all those things, and each thing helps out a lot. But there's no real substitute. You can just go at the end of the day, get a foam roller, roll out, and stretch. Those things are going to benefit as you get older and keep you healthy as a person. Which of those have you used the most or do you like the most? Each one has their purpose. The one thing I think that in lots of new studies today, they show that if you just do one thing over and over again, your body sort of builds up a tolerance to it. So you can't do too much of one thing because then it sort of loses its effect. So I think that it's a balance of trying to figure out what you need in each situation. And that's just sort of comes with experience and time to figure out what you need. But yeah, that's just sort of what I've learned over the years. You've had some pretty big highlights over your career. Uh, most outstanding rookie, most outstanding offensive lineman, Great Cup champion, and now playing in the NFL. What has been your favorite memory as a player? Probably the Great Cup would have been was really cool to win a championship. I mean, in high school, we won a provincial championship. When we won our first game in Pee Wee football, we lost for two years and we finally won. I mean, there's lots of memories at every level that stick out in my mind and Every day I get to play a game I love, and that's sort of a cool feeling. That's the most important part. Just getting to play the game you love and going out there and proving everybody wrong and uh, just showing that I belong and that, that I can play. Those are things that mean a lot to me, and I'm excited to keep doing those things and uh, just really enjoying my time so far. Well, Brett, I want to thank you for your time. Where's the best place for people to get a hold of you? Are you on Twitter? Yeah, I don't do much on social media, though. If you ever want to get a hold of me, I guess you can just add me on Twitter or whatever. Hang on, what is my Twitter handle? Just looking it up, I don't even remember. I, I go on it every day, I just go <laughs> to read the news or whatever. It's uh, Brett Jones 69 If you just want, you can follow me on there, and if you want, just add me, and you can send me a direct message, or you can add me on Facebook. I'm just on Facebook as Brett Jones. Yeah, whatever you want to do. I mean, I'm pretty easy to get a hold of. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. This is a lot of fun, and I was glad I was able to do this for you.